0: We dare to declare Christ is King on the eve of a new year in the church. That's how my friend and author and Lutheran pastor, Meta Herrick-Carlson, begins her blessing for this day, Christ the King Sunday. It marks the end of a church year, and this Sunday is, dare I say it, kind of a dangerous Sunday. It's a day where we stand up and speak out against empire and power, and we tell a different story. We claim a different way, a different king, a different kingdom. Each year, it seems like we need this reminder. Each year, it seems like something else has taken over as king of our lives. There are kings like an unjust judicial system, which we watched in action this week, or kings like racism or patriarchy or classism or ageism or sexism. I could go on and on and on. I could keep going, no matter the days, weeks, years where it feels like the empires don't change, it matters on this day to stand up and say, God is God, and they are not. So that's what we do on this Christ the King Sunday. Much like Katie did this morning, I'm kind of glad she did that. I posted this question on social media, word association for the word king, so I'm really glad she did it. I got some of the same answers. I also got a handful of people saying burger, which I just thought was objectively funny. It's great. A lot of people said things like queen, crown. Majority of people said things like royal, ruler, power, leader. This matters to ask this question so we know what we think of when we call someone a king. It usually doesn't look like Jesus, if we're honest. These words that we have connotations of, they're in our heads as we declare Christ as king, so we have to just take note of what we think it means. Now, it might seem odd that we jump so far chronologically from Advent on this day. Advent begins next Sunday, so it seems like we should kinda stick in that theme But in terms of the gospel that the lectionary chooses for this day, we move back in time quite a bit to the trial of Jesus and his conversation with Pilate. Now, if you were to choose a gospel, we were able to choose any, any passage we wanted for this day to tell everyone about the reign of Christ. Tell me honestly, would this be the one you would choose first? It's not particularly kingly, right? Jesus has been arrested, beat, and sent to Pilate. If I were trying to convey a sense of the kingship of Jesus, I would probably choose the transfiguration or the triumphal entry or a time where Jesus feeds a lot of people or even just go back a couple of weeks to raising Lazarus from the dead. It seems like such an odd choice to have Jesus in front of Pilate on this day. I've shared this in the past. It's always good to repeat it. This day was instituted in 1925, fun fact in Christian history, by Pope Pius in response to rising secularism and nationalism. He thought it was important to name who is in charge on this day. It's a relatively new holy day in the church, but it's an important one. I think it still matters that we do this regularly. It does still really matter that we set aside this day to declare what it means to be in the kingdom of God. So Jesus is in front of Pilate, on trial, in front of Pilate. And Pilate asks him, are you the king of the Jews? Your own people have said so, he says. And Jesus' reply is, my kingdom is not from this world. If it were, my people would be fighting to keep me here. Well, it's pretty easy to kind of quickly go to Jesus is saying his kingdom is in heaven. That makes sense, right? Somewhere where he's not right now. This is actually a much more provocative and powerful statement. Jesus is saying what? How his kingdom operates? My kingdom doesn't operate the way your kingdoms do. My kingdom is not like the one I'm standing in front of right now. He says to Pilate, the guy operating with the power in the room in the current empire, and he says, "My followers aren't fighting to keep me for, or fighting for me right now because that's how kingdoms like yours work. It's not how kingdoms like mine work. My kingdom isn't like that." He says, "This is such." A statement to Pilate, the guy who could change the way the rest of the night goes for Jesus. I mean, if he answers the right way, then maybe he'll be set free, right? And so Pilate says again, So you're a king? Is that what you're saying right now to me? And Jesus replies, You're saying I'm a king. I'm not going to play into the way your kingdom works. I'm just going to stand here and do what I came to do, which is tell the truth. That's what I'm here for. I'm here for the truth. If we add just one more line to today's gospel, we get the final line of this conversation. I don't know why the lectionary took it out. It's maybe the best line of the conversation, I think. The line that has Pilate asking Jesus the question, what is truth? What does it mean that you're here to speak the truth? What does it mean that God's kingdom doesn't look like this kingdom? What do the kingdoms of the world look like? What does your kingdom look like? These are the questions that we ask as we read this gospel on this day. Because Jesus Is trying to speak this truth to power that his kingdom doesn't look like the ones we think of when we think of king. Jesus says, Power and empire will crumble in my kingdom. Can we handle this? What do we do when the empire begins to fall apart? Do we hold it tightly in fear of what is coming next? Or do we let, as Jesus said just in last week's gospel, no stone be left on top of another? Do we let it all crumble and see what God might bring to new life? It's dangerous, isn't it? Jesus is a different kind of king with a different kind of kingdom, and accepting, but accepting one means letting the rest become rubble. What does it mean, then, that our king, Jesus, reigns in a different way? With love, not fighting. Where the first shall be last and the last shall be first. Where we care for the widow and the orphan and the poor and the needy. Like I said earlier, these kinds of kingdoms don't really exist here. So understanding this kind of king is not easy. Most of our power, reign, kingship ideas have some connotations to us that have very little to do with Jesus, and that's why we need this day. This day to declare loudly and clearly that Christ is king. And when we say Christ is king, then we are denying kingship for everyone else. When we declare Christ is king, we are saying everything else is not. That's why this day is kind of dangerous, because... Empire of any kind will work to maintain itself at all costs. That's why this Sunday is dangerous. Because speaking the truth is dangerous. And Jesus stands in front of the one who could let him go and he says, I'm speaking the truth, even though he knows what it will cost him. author and writer Debbie Thomas wrote this week. As I reflect on this gospel passage, it seems to me that one of the more urgent tasks facing the church on this Christ the King Sunday is forging a robust, urgent, gracious, and trustworthy relationship with the truth. If Jesus came to testify to the truth, if he is the truth, if he's the king of truth, then what do we, his subjects, owe our king? What does loyalty to the truth look like? Well, if truth is king, then fake news is not. If truth is king, then self-deception is not. If truth is king, then lazy relativism is not. If truth is king, then distorting inconvenient facts for our own political, racial, social, cultural, religious, or economic comfort is not. This is our king. Can we stand for the truth as he does? Can we belong to the truth as he does. Can we tell and keep telling the beautiful, hard, cutting, joy-filled, pain-filled, powerfully undeniable stories we know to be true about this Jesus, this gospel Jesus, whose very identity is truth and whose best expression of power is surrender? Well, preach it, Debbie, right? Her questions, what does loyalty to the king of truth look like? Ring loudly to me on this day. What does it mean to act in service of the truth on this day, in this year? If the truth is king, what does it mean to be subject to that king on this day, in this year? When we ask these questions, can we stand for the truth as Christ does? Can we belong to the truth as Christ does? I think most of us find ourselves in the very uncomfortable position of asking the same question as Pilate. What is truth? And instead of it being a profound and wise question, which I think is often how it's portrayed, now it kind of feels more like a cop-out. I don't know what truth you're talking about, so I don't really have to do anything. I don't know about you, but I do not want to be on the same side as Pilate in this story. I don't want to wash my hands of responsibility. I don't want to ignore the position of power and privilege I've been given, but be so afraid to lose it that I stop acting for truth and justice. I do not want to be like Pilate." God is God. I am not. I believe this to be true, but I can do better than being like Pilate in this story. And I do think it starts with this day. This Christ the King Sunday, where we look at the world and we say out loud Christ is King. Christ is King. When we realize our statement of Christ's kingship means we're saying something else isn't king, well, that's when things start to get a little risky. But I believe they also move us towards the truth. And that is a very good place to start the new year of the church. Amen. So I mentioned my friend Maita's, uh Pastor Meta's blessing for this day. She wrote a book for the church, a book of blessings for the church called Speak It Plain. So now you know why we're friends. And uh, so this is her blessing for Christ the King Sunday. We dare to declare Christ is king on the eve of a new year in the life of the church. Such a simple proclamation and yet easily forgotten so central to our faith, and yet dangerous to speak in the shadow of empires. Christ is king. Patriarchy is not. Christ is king. White supremacy is not. Christ is king. Democracy is not. Christ is king. Big money is not. Christ is king. The status quo is not. Christ is king. The church is not. Christ is king. I am not. It rings in our ears like odd-laying sign, Christ is King, the last and truest word of all. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.